0: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Brady Papinga,
1: a Super Bowl champion, a man who let me hold his the ring once. Even though I'm a Bears fan, he's a Packers fan. See, people can get along. Uh, joins us now. He's not a Packers fan. He played for the Packers. Packer. Uh, Brady Papinga joins us now. Good morning, Mr. Papinga.
2: Good morning, Billy. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good, buddy. I mean, you know, I used to write about the Chiefs, and my kids were born in Kansas City, and they're got—they're all Mahomes fans, so they're—they're pretty happy. Um, what? Uh, let's start here. Is there any hyperbole or, or or bold statement you want to lean into about Mahomes and his level of greatness after his second what second ring in six years in the league and five years starting?
2: Well, I would say since he hurt that ankle, because I've dealt with a high ankle sprain injury multiple times uh, through high school college never had it happen to me in the pros but just as a reference point I've torn my ACL twice in my left knee herniated the disc in my back torn ligaments in my hands and all over my body the most painful injury by far one that brings you to the point of wanting to fully vomit that's how severe the pain is is that high ankle sprain and for Patrick Mahomes To – oh, another little caveat. When he re-injured it again in the first half, the end of the first half yesterday, and he's in that crazy pain, that even is more painful than when you first did it because you got the scarring coming down. So when you look at how functional and well he's played under those circumstances with this ankle and his his big M.O. for his his playing quarterback is moving – it, that to me, it goes down as one of the greatest performances in not only just NFL history. This goes down in one of the greatest performances in all of athletics because of the amount of discomfort and pain that he had to on every step, and especially when he's stepping into throws, he's having to navigate the pocket, and most specifically when he's running away from defensive linemen or a rush, gaining these huge first downs like he did yesterday to basically, you know, catapult that drive to to win the game there late in the the fourth quarter that's just unbelievable because most guys just don't do that they don't want to deal with that kind of pain and then if they do have that kind of pain a lot of guys want people to know that they're injured so that if they do play poorly they can always say well at least I was injured he wasn't about that he was like I'm gonna still find a way to play phenomenally which I, I, I think since he hurt his ankle he still was completing almost 70% of his passes. His rating was over 100. He he leads his team to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I I mean, I don't even think it's hype. I think it's real. That was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen, just in terms of fighting off the pain, discomfort, and going out and just being a true competitor. Brady Dupinga
1: here on the show. Brady, I know, obviously, guys in that locker room love him and respect him and know how good he is. But even at the standard that he's established for himself in that Chiefs locker room, when a guy goes out and plays through that kind of pain at that level, how much does that inspire or win
2: over or whatever it is? What is the impact on the guys around him? That's a great question. It's, it's, they already had an immense amount of respect for the guy. And then when he goes and does that, because there's, there's always guys, just so you know, that become very famous. And you're always wondering sometimes, like, how much do they really care about their own brand versus the team? And in those moments, that's where you learn it. Because does it hurt him and his brand if all of a sudden he's like, hey, I got a crazy high ankle sprain. I can't go. Or he doesn't play well. It really doesn't because he's already packed Mahomes, He's already won the MVP for the season. He's already like – the ha'ze in the barn in terms of, you know, recognizing him as an all-time great potential. Well, I don't even think it's potential anymore. But even before this, he was already on track to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But then all of a sudden when you see him go out there and – battle through crazy pain. And like I said, everybody who's had a high ankle sprain understands the crazy, immense, sharp, again, giving you the desire to vomit kind of pain that you go through. And for him not to go out and just play and then play extremely well and run on it, knowing he's going to probably re-injure it even more and more and more, that just takes it to a whole new level where you're, you're looking like, this guy's not about Pat Mahomes. This guy's about us and wanting to... And then it results in a championship. I mean... That just galvanizes the culture of a team to where, hey, this is a team game. This is about going out and doing what we got to do for the team. And uh, when your best player does that, and, and really, he like I said, he really doesn't have any reason to do that other than for the sake of the team. Man, that just galvanizes the culture like you wouldn't believe. It's like going to Patriot Way, but you don't need Bill Belichick there to Kind of just put everybody in their place, you know. It's done <laughs> naturally through an example. That's that's what Pat did. I mean, it's it, I'm I'm still just like in awe. It's an amazing performance. And, and like I said, and his teammates, I, I just based off of the reaction, they all recognize that uh,
1: Super Bowl champion, former NFL player Brady Papinga here on the show, calling Patrick Mahomes' performance yesterday one of the greatest in in sports history, not just not just NFL history. Brady, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I waited five minutes and 40 seconds to ask you this. What did you make of the defensive holding call that obviously was was not the only thing that happened in that game, but but a big part of it at the end?
2: Well, let me give you some insight into that, okay? And I, I was in the meeting. I've heard it from these refs' mouths, okay? Cause so, so just so everybody understands, every training camp, every single team, all 32 teams will get a visit from an officiating crew. And the, all those officiating crews will go and they'll have a me- meeting with every single team and they'll go over, okay, this year we're going to emphasize this rule. This year we're going to emphasize that rule. And they'll actually have clips. And then they have a QA. And you get to ask them any question. Hey, if I do this, what do you think of that? If we do this, is that roughing the past? Or if I do this, is that holding in coverage? If I do this, is that past interference? And you get to go back and forth. I was in the meeting and it was Gene Ferrito, right? He was the guy that was leading the meeting and he said if we see any and I mean any stretch of a jersey, it is an automatic foul. Like we are not. There's no like there's no like gray area. It is like a trigger. the, the jersey stretch, the, foul, the the flag comes out. Boom. And that was clear. And that had been that's, that, that's been clear for 10 years, by the way. So in that if you look at the replay, it's very clear. The right hand as he's as Juju Miss making that they call that the like a uh, in and out route, where you got a whip route is what you know Greg Olson was calling yesterday. There's all these different terms for it. Basically he's coming in, faking like he's gonna do a cross ring route and then he, he, he pivots out. And on that pivot, when he gets grabbed just enough, it gives the defender enough time to stay with that movement most times you're, there's going to be a little separation gain there that's holding and look a lot of guys and, and I hope people realize too guys get away with that all the time cuz like charles whitson that, that's like how he made his career kind of situations without the refs knowing but that's the key is you got to be able to block the ref's vision of that particular kind of nudge or grab or whatever which didn't happen obviously that's why the flag came out so the defender admitted it I will sit here and tell you as a defender that yeah, if the refs and it's clearly communicated, this isn't like it's some gray area you're like oh I didn't know that. No, this is very clear, very well known. But if you if the ref sees any stretch of that jersey, it is out. The flag is out. It is holding.
1: Brady Pinga, dude, you're so good at this by the way. Thanks for coming on. I, I should I usually say after you leave, but you know what? I'll tell you now. You're you're the man. Um, where do you think? Well, actually, let me do one more Super Bowl question. Uh, Jalen Hurts, right? There can only be one winner. There can only be one team that that's victorious. I thought Jalen Hurts was was inc- was incredible. What did you make of his performance? And what's your confidence level, just in terms of him staying healthy and him staying at the level he was this year, that he can put his team in a position to try and and be back in that game in the years ahead?
2: Oh, he's he's phenomenal. I mean, look you look at all of his running stuff, which caused the Kansas City Chiefs. Nightmares in the first half. For some reason, again, it's the Super Bowl. There's a lot of pressure. They stopped running him as much in the second half. I get that. One play, by the way, I will note out. I know they were on their own 35 yard line. It was like third and two. They had been stopped the whole game on any play where they wanted to get two yards, because how good they are at quarterback sneaking. That was a problem. So. I, I almost look at their loss more on the, their coaches kind of just not full, just fully utilizing Jalen Hurts' full capabilities in the second half. But that's not even what impressed me because that's just kind of a given with him. You know, he's a really athletic, strong runner, obviously, with his quarterback sneaks. The league is going to have to figure out how to just manage those because right now there's no, there, there's no physical – like, by the laws of physics, there's no way a defense can stop that. I don't think people realize. There's only only one way, and I'm not even sure it's legal. Basically, you have to jump over the pile, grab the back of the quarterback's uh, shoulder pads, which is usually a collar, uh, you know, the cowboy collar tackle, and then you have to pull him backwards. I'm not even sure that's legal, but that's literally the only way you can stop that play as of today, unless there's some big guy out there that exists that can clog up the middle. But besides all that, his throwing was phenomenal. I mean, he put, I mean, uh, that third and 14 on that out route the, the play was reviewed and it was still, you know, well upheld. I mean, unbelievable throw. The coverage was perfect. They had underneath coverage. It was on Goddard the tight end. They had over the top coverage. And the corner literally on the underneath coverage lifted his hand up and the ball just literally inches went over the top. The the accuracy on this guy is crazy. His poise, his confidence, which is like we talked about Mahomes, his confidence is the same thing. It just spreads to everybody. And it's like yeah, they get into, a, like, a tense moment. He doesn't even, like, flinch. You know, he's just like, yeah, this is, you know, this is part of our job. This is what we do. And then they – I mean, he's phenomenal. They're they're going to find their way back, and they're probably going to win a Super Bowl or two, you know, because outside of a couple of I – w- I looked at more as self-inflicted issues with the Eagles offense. The Chiefs were not stopping them. <laughs> I don't know if there's a defense out there that can stop them, and the big reason is is because of Jalen Hurts. He's phenomenal, and I do look at him as – what a great blueprint for what the future NFL quarterbacks looking like in terms of a guy who can run and you're going to use his legs, but yet keep him out of harm's way. And I, and I, and I do believe he's, he's got enough of that, that awareness about him that he's not going to take on those direct hits and have health issues like a lot of running quarterbacks in the past have had, which shows that, yeah, you can use a running quarterback and have him be really good and lead you to Super Bowl titles. And that's that's how I look at Jalen Hurts. He's
1: he's phenomenal. Former Packer Brady Papinga here on the show. Uh Brady, where is your guy Aaron Rodgers, do you think do you think going to play next season? Well, well right now he's in a dark room. You know, I was I don't know if you guys know. that. I days. was gonna ask you. He he brought up that he would heard it from other people. Are you one of the other people that's like, bro, I like,
2: no, get in the dark room? No, 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 no. I'm not a dark room person. You know, I get a little scared. <laughs> you but I'm you in a dark room. I was I was in one last night when I was sleeping, obviously, and I woke up and I kind of thought about him. I was like, I can't believe he's going to sit in this for four days straight. That's just depressing. But, hey, you know, to everyone their own. uh, But, yeah, I I look at Aaron's going to most likely, unless something crazy happens, get moved. You know, because I can't see him. And if you know Aaron and everybody knows how competitive he is, the reality that he may end up being the backup quarterback this year uh, again, it may be circumstantial. It may be performance-based. You know, like If he gets nicked or whatever, like he did this last year, I, I don't think he's going to be good with that. You know, cause I, I do believe that's the only way the Packers could keep him is if he was under the understanding, like, look, if we get in the same situation this next year like we did this last year, we're not contending and we're – like on the bubble of making the playoffs or not, we're gonna go with Jordan. I don't believe he's gonna be good with that. I don't. I just don't. Cause he's too too competitive. He's he's gonna think in his mind, no, I can get us out of this. I can, I can turn this around. Cause he's done it before. But I don't think the organization is gonna let him do that. And so based off of that, it's now just a matter of posturing by the Packers to get the most possible value for him in the trade market. And they have all year, guys, because this bonus of his literally is, like, it doesn't really trigger in, until, like, the season. So the Packers already did a nice job of creating this opportunity, this huge window where there's not a rush. They can fill each other out. They can fill out the situation, get the best deal for him. And then he gets the chance, too, to, to really be involved in the process. So I don't think it's going to be resolved anytime soon, maybe by the draft, because, you know, drafts, you get draft picks, and maybe you'd like to use some of them this year. <laughs> uh But... I do believe he's most likely played his last days for the Green Bay Packers. And if I had to guess, I would guess he goes to the Jets.
1: Uh, Brady Pinga, you, you are a good man. I love having you on, buddy. What an NFL season. Thank you, not just for today, but, but for all the times over the course of the last however many months you, you made time
2: for us. My pleasure, Billy. It's always fun to jump on you, my man. Always fun Thank to you. jump on with
0: you. How powerful is Cox Internet?